Why, Mellow? Why? Well, I know why, and I'll be telling you all later on. <laughs> I'm such a tease. But I'm here to tell you right now, and at the head of this podcast, Steve Swift's Rambling Reviews. Don't you know that Vengeance, NXT Vengeance, was a really lot of fun. That's not grammatically correct, is it? Was a lot of fun. Was really a lot of fun. That's better. Grammatically correct, you'll see. Now, it had loads and loads of good good wrestling matches in it. Remember them? Good wrestling matches. Often NXT does this. But it can also give you some hokey stuff as well. And there was a bit of that in it too. So it's not, a, it's not an unqualified success. But it is a success. A really, really good success. And standing on its own merits. Now, to start with, you have... Baron Corbin, can't call him Baron Boredom anymore because he's in with um, Bron Breaker as the Wolf Dogs. I've had a bit of humour about that name, of course. They are enjoying working together, and so they should. And they're in the Dusty Cup final with Mellow and Trick. Trick pulling double duty, AOC, tonight, because he'll be in the main event against Ilya Dragunov for the NXT Championship. And to start with this match was really rather a good move because uh, you've got a barn burner on first of all. It could have been a show stealer. It wasn't quite, but it could have been. That other trick match was the show stealer, really. But um, this is rather good. From the moment that uh, Breaker and Corbin came down on, on choppers, not those 1970s bikes, you know, the kind of motorbikes. What, what, what make are they? I don't know. And of course, you've got Wade Barrett in, uh, in for Booker T, who's not there because of um, a medical procedure, I think he said. He was, he was having so you know, so what you're not going to get is, warm that trick. Aha! Uh-huh. I like it. You're not going to get that. Anyway, we've got um, early on a big trick drop kick and a, a, a controlled, a loss of control. Neck breaker. He rather, in the air, came apart from. The neck, so it's not really a neck breaker. It's a, it's a, it's a, a neck lever, I suppose. But it still had a very good effect. Mellow fadeaway drop kick, love that, or rather leg drop, should I say? I love that. Braun hit the pop up cutter. It's fantastic. Throws him up in the air, hits the cutter. Fantastic. I love seeing that. And then you've got um, a high, rather high break up pounce, and um, and then Corbin with a. Close like it's not just Breaker, turns Mellow inside out. Wade Barrett at that point says, if I was going to have to have a dog, it would be a wolf dog. Now, let me just let me explain. Wade Barrett is a trope machine. And um, he's got that kind of thing going on. Let me tell you something. I'm really selling this. I'm really selling it. There's an actor in this country called Ralph Einson, and he sounds just like him. If you can Google it, there you go. I'm not a great fan of Wade Barrett, but he was all right. He's all right tonight. Um, That kind of comment we can do without. Back in the ring, because that was so good. The ring work was so good. We don't need those kind of comments. So let me take you back to the ring, where it's all happening on this Vengeance Day match. 
you've got a um, a backdrop to a, a Corbin backdrop into a into a Bron Breaker spine buster. They they did so well. They work so well together for a new tandem. Extraordinary. Then you've got um, a trick face buster and urinagi with authority. That was beautiful. He really plants that urinagi, you know. Bron hit a double suplex. He threw mellow onto trick. Trick kind of he sold it very well. Trick sort of stood there as if to say, "What's that? What are you doing?" Didn't have the time to really change his position, and Bron suplexed them both. Fantastic. And then Corbin, a dive over the top onto both of them. Corbin got a deep six on both of them as well. Bron hit a cannonball off the top onto both. And then you've got a, um, a nasty trick backbreaker, but Mello took the spear from Bron because his mate Trick is in the main event, of course, and he wants him to win, don't he? Don't he? That's the question. Does he? He seems to, because he took that spear, but Trick couldn't break up the pin quickly enough, and the winners of the Dusty Cup are the Wolf Dogs. That name's terrible! It's like a, uh, it's like a bad blues rock band. Corbin and Breaker, very good. Great, in fact. Much better than the tandem of... Mellow and Trick, or Trick and Mellow. Yeah. Now, <sighs> Dijak versus Joe Gacy. This is a no DQ match, and I don't know why they're fighting. I don't. I can't detect any enmity they've had in the past. They've all. It's almost as if they've been thrown together because they don't know what to do with Dijak, and they've got a new character for Gacy, and they don't quite know what to do with that either. I mean, call me an old cynic. You're an old cynic. And a dick as well. Oh, right, thanks. Cheers. I want a second opinion. Yeah, your hair looks bad too. Oh, thank you. Now, it's almost that. they That's the situation. That they're not sure what to do with either of them. But they have a good go in this no DQ match. Gacy's got a kind of laughing and mask pro, you know, um, video. You'd expect it. And it's exactly what you'd expect. They both bring out nightsticks, which is quite nice, actually. Um, there's a... A Gacy hip attack over the top rope and a nasty cannonball from him. Discus kick from Dijak and then a lovely um, Dijak Death Valley driver for a two count. Dijak gets the kick with a trash can on Gacy's head. Gacy is very game and stays there with that trash can on head, sitting on the mat. But then butts him with it, as John Otway would say. He said, but, but, so I did. He really hit him with it. He butted him in the midriff and um, then hit a big urinagi. We've got a table on the outside with children's toy-like pieces. You know, pieces of building toys. I'm not going to mention a, I'm not going to mention a, um, a company name, but they've got lots and lots of those that, that could cause a nasty feeling if you land on them. So that's there anyway. There's a superplex and from Gacy on Dijak, supposedly onto the trash can. Dijak missed the trash can by about a foot. It weren't that good, you know, I have to say. And then Gacy takes out a roll of gaffer tape. Now, things get interesting. They're pretty much ordinary until this point. Things get interesting when he takes the gaffer tape and puts it around Dijak's eyes. Now, I thought he was gonna put it around the whole face and we're gonna have an original, an invisible man type thing where get where Dijak disappears completely and Gacy can't see where he is and Dijak beats him up because he can't see. That would have been good. 
an Invisible Man match. Anyway, he covers his, his eyes in gaffer tape, then hits him with big kendo sticks. Dijak manages to get the feast your eyes, which is surprising because he can't see, which is obvious when he goes for, for uh, Joe Gacy for the pin and can't find him. Remnants of and reminiscences of the Yes I Am a model, Rick Martel, and uh, trust me, trust me, trust me, trust me. Jake the Snake Roberts match at WrestleMania 7, I think, isn't it, I want to say. You know, the blindfold match. It's terrible, that match. And um, this was just funny, actually. He managed to get the Feast Your Eyes. I mean, that's precision pinpoint. And then he can't find him for the pin. Come on. That's a bit lucky, isn't it? That's, a, that's one in a million, that. And now I can't find him for the pin. Suddenly, you've got Gacy hitting a, D, a DDT and a splash for a long two count. But back comes Mr. Dijak, who must, if I remember rightly, I can't remember. I think I lost interest by this time. Take, he must be able to see him by now. Maybe he's taken the, the... Yeah, I think he took the gaffer tape off. Gets another feast your eyes. Gets the pin. It's over. Hopefully these two can move on now. Where? I do not know. But maybe there's a job for parking cars. Maybe the, the ring needs cleaning. I don't know. They deserve more than that. But the WWE don't seem to know what to do with them. This was fun, but only that. Now, this was really good, actually. Lyra Valkyria versus, versus uh, Roxanne Perez. And um, the great thing, well, Tatum Paxley's there as well. I'll mention it because she gets involved in quite an egregious way, actually. Egregious? You look that up, punters. Look it up. Now, um, quite an egregious way. And you'll have two matches in one here. Because the first part of the match is the one I'm really interested in. We actually, no. No, actually, I'm too jaded. The second part of the match is interesting as well. But the first part of the match is not a mat classic, but they try and match each other on the mat. So there's really good mat work, actually. I mean, not brilliant, but really well done. I was really pleased to see it at this point in, in, on Vengeance Day night. And um, you've got a Perez, Tilt World Hurricane Rana, and um, Lyra Valkyria waiting for her as she slides out, smacking her one. Big Perez, there's press. And then a springboard moonsault for a two count. Then a Valkyria suplex for a two count. Things are going well here. This was nasty. Valkyria leg capture suplex. Perez landed on the back of her head. It looked really sick. And she came back, though, with Pop Rocks. Yeah? And um, here comes somebody else. It's Lola Vice, and she is cashing in. She's cashing in her money in the bank, money in the bank, money in the bank, golden ticket, all that sort of thing, you know. There's no case involved or anything like that. So now it's something else. Now, that was at the point that... Perez looked to be on top, really. So here she comes. And um, actually, this became a different match, and I quite enjoyed it. First of all, Paxley tried to stop her. She, she, didn't, get, she didn't get in, but she did try to stop her. It was a bit silly, really, because as Wade Barrett pointed out, why didn't you wait for someone to win and to be tired out and not really looking out for a cash-in? Why did you do it now when... Perez has got a lead on a, on a swivel. Why, why? Why would you do it? Anyway, 
you have got um, Vice hitting, getting a choke. Um, Perez fights out of that. There's a roll through and Vice has to let go because she pushes back so the, uh, the shoulders are on the mat. Vice gets a kick and for a long two count, a triangle choke. She does very well, you know. They're talking about her MMA background and all that. She comes off the top. There's an Inzaguri. Um, um, uh, and um, there's an Inzaguri from Valkyria. She's off the top. She gets kicks to them both. A hip attack to both. There is a very nice Perez leg sweep and DDT combo. She has them both down from that. It's lovely. She dives on both. She gets a chant, which is which is what you want, isn't it, really? That's what you want. High cross body. Um, and then Valkyria rolls through, gets the Michinoku driver that she calls the Nightwish. She just kicks out of a vice kick, does Valkyria. Only just, it's really close. Perez hits the pop, pop rocks. Paxley saves Valkyria. Valkyria hits that Nightwish again for the pin. And it was really good. But there were boos. For Tatum Paxley and Valkyria didn't, I don't think, unless I missed it, didn't really look at her as if to say, you're naughty and I could have won on my own because she clearly couldn't have done. No, what a good match though. I like this. This was one of the matches of the night and there's a match I've forgotten because it was all right. It's the, it's the mixed tag team match between OTM out the mud and the champs La Famiglia. Yeah, yeah, with Rizzo, uh, yeah, and with uh, Jada Parker, yeah. It was all right, it was fun. I did like all three of La Famiglia giving the punches to um, to Out the Mud. Nima and Price do work well together, have to say that. I have to say that because it is true. Stax got absolutely hammered in, I mean, not drunk, I don't mean like that, I mean hammered in the wrestling ring. I don't mean, no, no, no drinking took place, I don't think, before this match took place. I'm not, I, I don't know, but I, I'm sure it didn't. Anyway, he finally got the hot tag, but only after a very nice and sweet Nima arm capture submission. That was lovely, dinky, very dinky. And um, of course, Tony D gets the hot tag and takes them all on. Parker slaps him. He's not very happy about that. And of course, Rizzo attacks her. And then Rizzo over the top, well, actually on off the top rope, onto all OTM, after Stax has done exactly the same thing. It's the bada bing, bada boom for the pin. And I nearly forgot to comment on that match because it seemed like the most throwaway of the night. I didn't really need to see it. It was good without it, to be honest. Still, it's in there, so I have to comment on it. Now, let's get back to some more of this excellent action. Before we get there, uh, Riley, Riley Osborne, wants to be Thea Hale's Valentine, and it's really quite sweet. She's at some kind of signing table, I think. Something like that. And he says, you know, um, and he's, he's there with Cora Jade, you know, and he's saying, well, um, no, JC Jane, sorry, not Cora Jade, that's different, isn't it, JC Jane? And he, he's saying, if, 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 I'm, if you haven't got a Valentine, then maybe I could be your Valentine. It's really sweet. And I don't want to be all jaded and, oh, for goodness sake, I still want to give this a go because I think there could be some nice vignettes. Vignettes uh, coming through. I hope so anyway, particularly as Chase U is now gone um, and uh, forgotten and um, it's just been handled quite badly towards the end. 
hope this is soaring from the ashes not like a phoenix but maybe like a kind of i don't know a sparrow or something like that now back in the ring i don't know what they are doing with Oberfemi, but i know i don't like it he has had five matches now that's they talked about well Barrett talked about before I had my run in NXT, I'd had varying degrees of um, experience in the wrestling ring. This is only his, it was only his fifth match when he won the title. Now, that could be, that could be revisionist history by the WWE because you can't have matches elsewhere. Although Bade, although Bade Warrett, although Bade Warrett does, um, does mention that but he might have had matches elsewhere but he's not got much experience they're saying and you know that thing I talked about forcing rhubarb Oberfemi is a piece of rhubarb and they are forcing it and the whole thing appears to be a rhubarb to me as well he's got the title they don't know whether to make him a good guy or a bad guy he was a good guy to begin with now he's a bad guy you've got Dragon Lee saying can I have my um, rematch I suppose no. Next week, I thought about it. Yes. After due consideration and referring to learned tomes, I can say that, yes, you can have your shot at the title. And here it is. Basically, it is Dragon Lee getting hammered from pillar to post. There's a pillar. There's a post. You're going to taste both of them, Mr. Lee. The crowd aren't sure whether to cheer or boo for Oberfemi, and that'll be because the WWE have messed it up. Yes, by the way, no Lexis King on this um, on this premium live event, and I noticed, anyway, I could have been wrong. I might have been strolling through, you never know. Anyway, back to this match. We've got a dive to the outside from Lee. Um, there's a bit of shenanigans on the outside, and Femi picks him up and carries him up the steps and just dumps him in the ring where, where Lee tries to land on his feet. Lee, at one point, lands on Femi with a double stomp and I don't know whether he thought, take that, you swine, or whether he just missed, but usually the double stomp, and they mention it on commentary, Vic mentions it, usually the double stomp is to the midriff or to the chest. This was to the face. I mean, he, he really caught him. Quite nasty, actually. Femi just throws him about, hits a suplex, an elbow drop that he wants a pin from. This is not 1974, Ober. Nobody gets a, a pin from an elbow drop anymore. There's a, um, a Dragon Lee slap. That's not a good idea, you know. Not a good idea, Dragon Lee, at all. Because Femi picks him up by his neck and throws him over the top. By his neck. And Wade Barrett's quite good here because he gets back... At um, nine, does Dragon Lee. Um, and Wade Barrett says, for what? Vic says, well, he's got, a, he's got a fighting chance. Then he tastes three nasty backbreakers. And Wade Barrett said, there's your fighting chance. He's got a fighting chance now. And Vic says something to the, to, like, well, I've, I've changed my opinion now, having seen that. <laughs> yes, quite right. Now, Dragon Lee hits, gets a sort of octopus. A kind of octopus movie. It's not exactly. It's like a half octopus. Sort of like a squid. If the squid had a couple of tentacles broken. And Femi has to get to the ropes. And he does it because his arms are captured. He does it with his choppers. 
with his teeth. It's really good, actually. Most of this match, Dragon Lee is being a little bit buried by Wade Barrett on commentary, I believe. It's a kind of plucky underdog thing, but he does it too much. Far too much. Then Lee hits an Inzaguri and Tornado DDT, and then a jumping knee for a two count, thus making Obafemi not look the, the, the cool killer that they thought he would, he would be, or they wanted him to be. Lee then carries Obafemi, big guy that he is, out of the corner for a power bomb. That's incredible. He gets a long two count from that. It's amazing. And then he's smacked as he comes off the apron and there's a DDT and it looked like into the monitor from the gentleman called Obafemi. Yeah. He then throws him into a padded chair. You know one of those big padded chairs? It, reclining chairs, one of those. A woman in the crowd laughs with incredulity. She cannot quite believe this is happening. Me too. And then Femi back in the ring. Snake eyes and a rather sloppy powerbomb throw, which doesn't look like the kind of move you should win with for the pin. And there you have it. Lee tried his best and produced some superb moves, but he was not given, I don't think, the real merit for those moves. It's such a shame. He'll be leaving soon, probably, and going to the main roster, but this is not a good way to go out. And here's your main event. God, it was marvellous. The big chant for Trick, he is really over. Ilya, coming down to the ring, looks so special. And he is a special champion. And I don't believe they should take the belt off him on this particular, on this particular premium live event. Give him a year with that belt. He's doing such good work. There weren't many cheers for him because Trick is over so much. Trick is bleeding from the lip, by the way, earlier on. I don't think he bladed. I think he was bleeding from the, from the lip. Give us that blade. Cut me lip open. No, Trick, you don't need to do that. Oh, too late. No, no, I think he actually, yeah. I think he actually did get his lip cut from the earlier match. Long time for it not to coagulate, though, isn't it? Anyway, Trick smacks. Uh, Ilya Dragunov. Dragunov hits some chops. There's a trick slam and a drop kick. See, that slam is with authority, you see. Discus clothesline from Ilya to the nose. Then he gets a boot wash and a discus back elbow, a suplex. And he's shouting. He hits a second suplex. There's a really nasty hokey moment where he's got the, the, the suplex, trying for the suplex position again. And Trick is trying to get out there. It's a real Hogan kind of... Or maybe even the Ultimate Warrior moment. He screams to get out of there. It's not that good. Dragunov, big boot knockdown. And it knocks Trick out of the ring where Mello is coaching him. Of course he is. There's that Death Valley driver from Dragunov on the apron. Mello fires up. He fires... He kind of fires Trick up and it holds on to him. As if he's holding him up. Returns him into the ring at nine, straight into a missile drop kick. Yeah, well done, well done, Mello. Good, good, good work, mate. There's a huge, massive clothesline again from Ilya Dragunov, and Dragunov sells a trick slap so well. He's almost outraged. He's surprised and outraged that this could happen to him. It's lovely. Trick follows up with a lung blower. Mello's really excited. There's a big trick kick, a trick kick, a face buster. Trick's got the chant going now, or rather the crowd have got the trick chant going. Lovely Dragunov Uranagi though. 
followed by a trick forearm. This is such good stuff. A really good match, this. They've sold it so well with all of the shenanigans and the angles. These two can really go. We know one person is really over here and the other should be. Back in the ring, we've got a urinagi from apron to floor. From Trick, that was really nasty. Mellow trash talks to Dragunov. He has to get involved, doesn't he? Who punches him and kind of pushes him. Actually, it's a forearm to the back of the neck. And he runs into Trick, who is having a breather by the steps and clips his knee. And you think, that's it. That's it. But the great thing is, it isn't. Because he comes back in, hits a neck breaker, an H-bomb of his own for a long two from Trick. Then you've got a power bomb from, from Dragunov and an H-bomb. He can't follow up, though. Trick gets a kick for 2.999 recurring. That was so well done from Dragunov. He really, really measured that well. Mello's not on the, then on the apron. Trick kind of pushes the ref into him. I wondered why. I watched it again. It's He comes to to hit Ilya, but he misses him by absolutely miles. It's a really bad, bad moment, I have to say. Of course you get the ref bump, and now we begin to get some overselling. Or overbooking, should I say. Not overselling, overbooking. Because there's the ref bump. Of course, Trick hits the knee. There's no ref. There's a new ref in. There's a kick out. Dragunov gets the knee and the H-bomb. Tries to, tries to come off the top. Gets the knees. Trick then pulls his hair out of the of the bobble. So his, his tresses are flying free. It's an alternative to pulling the straps down, isn't it? They both collide. And in the middle of the ring, and actually, this is a good way to end it. Dragunov has the presence of mind to roll on top and get the pin. And it wasn't Trick's night tonight. But it was a great match. And Mello, clearly not happy. And he turns on Trick. And the fans are screaming, why? One is literally screaming, why? I know why. Because you can't have Mello as a face when Trick is so more popular than Mello. And I really love the way that this has switched. And it's switched completely. Best thing to do is to make Mello a heel. And you know what? He repeatedly hammered that knee with the steel chair. He flipped the bird, or rather did the thing with the arm to the, to the fans, you know, up yours fans and all that kind of stuff. And then he left saying, you, you're the reason why I did this. You're the reason. It will make NXT this week, something very special, I believe. And you can't have him as a face when his face days are over because his bag carrier is now more popular than him. They've kept this going for quite some time. And I really wondered when they were going to do this. This was the right time to do it. And this premium live event is bloody marvellous. And I'll tell you what else is bloody marvellous. Patreon.com forward slash S-N-M-E radio. Remember that radio, radio on the end. The crystal set, perhaps. 
And if you go there, you'll find loads of great wrestling content and and pop culture content. And if you don't mind shelling out a little bit of money, it is about a dollar a week. That is fabulous for all that great content. Do go. You won't be sorry. And you also won't be sorry if you decide to watch Vengeance. Because Vengeance Day, even. What a day. What a fantastic day. Fantastic day. Ta-ta.